What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group. Welcome back. T-double-B-L-C. Don't know what season it is. Don't know what episode it is. But it's good to be back in the new year, January of 2024. It's been a while. We've had some some technical difficulties to start up here. We're now running 15 minutes behind uh, when we wanted to get off the ground. But nevertheless, we'll jump right into it after we hear from our co-host, Drew Luster in Essex, Massachusetts, on how he's doing. I appreciate the intro. Doing great. Glad to be here. To your point, uh, it hasn't been the easiest uh, time getting everything up and running here in the new year, but we're here, we've made it, and nothing's going to stop us. So let's let's see if we can get through this in uh, second time's a charm. Hey, nothing's going to stop us other than a power outage, you know, Zoom crashing, or right. just the inability to record. That's that's the only thing that can happen. But Only thing. Nevertheless, let's start off with some love of the week to start off the new year. Uh, we'll kick it over to you since you'll have your list up and ready to go. I do. This is an easy one. This is a layup for me. It is mid-January New England. There's nothing like a nice light snowfall uh, to just re, not re, but just enhance the space around you visually. It's a great time of year to be in New England when you get a light snowfall. On the flip side, about you know 24 to 36 hours after the snowfall, not so much when it becomes slush and gets brown and gross. But that initial handful of hours, once you get that light snowfall straight out of a movie, uh, it's an angelic feeling, and there's nothing like it to kick off the winter season. So that is my love of the week, a nice light snowfall in mid-January. Yeah, just to go off that, um, I miss the snow somewhat, but sitting in 80 degrees all year round isn't all that bad. Uh, but you you truly miss it when you go on the ski trips and you're like, okay, this is this is what the snow's here for is is these West Coast ski trips. But I don't know if I miss it so much back in the Northeast. We'll have to see in 2025 when I get back. Right, and I'm sure at some point, I would hope that there is some some ski talk. We did have a trip, so we'll see where the evening takes us. But that would be. Uh, there's certainly some stories that we could rehash. So we'll see when we get to that point. Yeah, very true. Very true. Looking, hoping to get out there once this year. Don't know if it's going to happen. Um, whatever. Uh, my love of the week, I guess I saw this the other day at the grocery store. And it was a throwback to pre-Thanksgiving uh, at, at your place. The cannoli, uh, the cannoli dip that has the little cookie like chips that you scoop mm -hmm. into the frosting. Yeah. Well, I saw it at the grocery store. I had a little panic because they only had like the, the cookie chips in a container and I'm looking all around the place. I'm like, where did they put the frosting? Uh, right. There was no frosting to be had for like the smaller container, but then they yep. had like a big party size for like 18 bucks with the frosting like built into it and surrounding, yep. you know, cannoli chips. <laughs> and you know, I had to get that. It's, I, I mucked on it last night uh, post-dinner. I had a little post-breakfast this morning, and there seems to be plenty left, so I'm I'm quite excited about it. You know I eat myself into a coma at your house that night, and it's all capped off usually by the cannoli dip. It is. That's a staple. I just, while it doesn't shock me, it still is very funny to hear you get the family-sized version of that just or myself based on what you were yeah it's like it's not like you're bringing this to a party uh and even if you were you'd probably keep it for yourself i do have a question though not to kind of put you on blast you did you tried to kind of slide in there the fact that you had some after breakfast i did i'm curious what time like are we talking 10 30 a.m are we talking yeah we're are talking we 10 30 i mean i woke up okay i woke up around 8 8 30 you know moseyed myself over to the recliner or the couch and i had a bowl of cereal had some cheerios uh okay. might even have dabbled in a little powerade for a little wake up didn't have any coffee this morning coffee machines inbound um, big coffee guy by the way we'll get huge coffee guy two weeks in now uh but then i i 
was just, you know, had a little hunkering for a snack and took the cannoli dip out of the fridge. You know, good thing the the cannoli dip was in jeopardy during this power outage. I mean, if if the power goes out more than four hours, that fridge ain't up to snuff on temp. I might have had to dump it. Or just have that for your lunch. Yeah, that's also true. Would be the alternative. It's just crush it before it goes bad. Yes, yeah. And then be wired all afternoon and evening. Just crushing Uh, that frosting. I'll give the secondary uh, for the love of the week. And this is only a recently acquired taste, but it's the espresso or the cafe Americano, as they call it, at Starbucks. I just recently bought the lore espresso machine. I think it makes coffee, too, but I'll I'll just be honest. No free ads, though, right? No free ads. No free ads. This is clearly a reverse sponsorship. If they'd like to send me stuff that I'm I'm totally okay with that. But yeah, uh, pretty excited. I was appalled by the the cost of a Starbucks coffee. And I will say this on base, the Starbucks coffee that I was getting the small Americano. I actually got a double small Americano, so double espresso. And it cost me, I think, two dollars and thirty four cents. And with that price, I said, I don't need a coffee machine. I'll I'll do this every day of the week, you know? Right. Under That's three dollars for a coffee, yeah. not too bad. No. Uh they also I don't think they tip on base because there's no jug. Uh we we potentially, you know, can't have our phones in certain locations. And unless you have cash, like I don't even know what you do because there's no little little tip jar. So right. it's really cheap. But then I go to Starbucks off base over by my house so out here. Oh boy. And I think it was four fourteen. And then obviously you got a tip because they're asking for the tip. So now you're yeah. looking at five fourteen. And I'm like, I can't afford to do this, you know, five days a week, let alone seven. No, it's just, that's not sustainable. You're paying twice as much. That's, that's crazy to me. That's yeah. where it gets crazy. It does. So I said, you know what, I'm going to invest. And I invested, I uh, went on Amazon, no free ads, but good prices on there for espresso machines. Got mm-hmm. myself one, ordered the uh, Nespresso pods there. And yep. we'll be up and running on January 19th, the morning of. Morning of. That's very exciting. Now, we may have talked about this casually offline. Are you, so you're just getting into coffee. I know yes. you've always liked the coffee, ice cream and things of that nature. Yeah. Do you, Are you like an espresso teeny guy? I feel like you've started to kind of dabble in those. Oh, you, yes. You've, you've, you've gotten bitten by those a few times, I believe. Right? I have. I have dabbled in the espresso martini many occasions. I would say it's a a three-year love affair uh, for certain (laughs) locations that have it. And of course, put the three beans in it. You're a three-bean guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Drift Cafe. uh, Last time I was home, we went there. I think we got a free first round. The guy was talking us all into it because Jason Jason apparently knows like everybody in there. Well, who doesn't know? Next thing you know... I'm the one outperforming everybody on the espresso martinis. They're over there sipping it. And I'm like, these things are delicious. Yeah, they are. So all that said, I think the one, the one thing I can drink more of potentially than Jason in the entire world is espresso martinis. Which is, you definitely have the bragging rights there. Although I will say to me, there's a fine line between like too many second, the second and third one for me. Yeah, is where the scale starts to tip a little bit to, okay, Houston, we may have a problem. Yeah, I think we had three that day, and three was not a bad, not a bad time. No, if, if I have three, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm feeling it. I think any more than three, and I am in, I am in, I'm getting myself into some trouble. I'm on demon yeah. time, as they say. Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, I think when, when Cal came out here, I dabbled in an espresso martini at this like weird fancy restaurant he brought us to. Uh, that he was here, you know, prior to when I got here, and then all yeah. his buddies came out. He's like, "We gotta go to this place. We go to the place, the like the smallest food menu you've ever seen." <laughs> you know me, I'm not a seafood guy or like the the fancy no. meals. Just give give me like a burger or something on their chicken, right. and I can't even remember what I got, but it was something something crazy simple like chicken skewers or something, and then uh, had about three to four espresso martinis, I think. And Meal I'll, hey, I'll give them credit. The espresso martinis were gas. Hey, 
that's sometimes that's all you need is a couple chicken skewers and three or four teenies to get the night going. Yes, absolutely. Well, we've talked a little too much on the positive side, so let's get into the negative. What do you got for a hate of the week? My hate of the week is something that I shared previously, but I do want to bring it up to the public because it's, I think it is relatable. It is when you're, you have a snapback hat and you're in between snaps. Oh, so like one snap to the left might be slightly too tight where it's just a little bit uncomfortable on the dome. And then one snap to the right and you feel like you're on the majors B Orioles as a toddler and you're just swimming in the hat and you, you take a step and the hat's swinging to the side of your head. Like it's, it's frustrating because there's some really good hats that I want to add into the repertoire that I just can't seem to find a groove on because of I'm in between snaps. Um, not great. Don't love it. That's why I might start in 2024 leaning more on kind of the flex fit fitted or the strap backs more so, but okay, yeah, that's my hit of the week. I, I don't love when that happens. I gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah, the fitted, especially like the snapbacks are one thing. Cause I, I feel like I got so much range in there that I'll be okay. But the, the right. fitted hat that like, for some reason, my mom for like five years, it felt like got me just like medium hats that were fitted and none of them, yeah. none of them fit my head. Like would give just me a headache if I wore those things more than 10 minutes. And, right. and then you get the line on your head and you just yeah. look like Peyton Manning. Oh, and that you look like AFC a moron. It's brutal. So yeah. those hats, you know, they got tossed to the, to the back of the closet and then occasionally I'll bring yeah. them home and sneak them in the rotation back there and, and Dave can wear them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any any backups? Anything else on your mind? No, I I will say I do have two frauds of the week in okay. terms of foreshadowing. So that's where a lot of my content is based. Yeah, but I'll we'll hand it off that. to you for uh for hate of the week. We'll absolutely save that. All right, my hate of the week. With the whole golf world still being in, you know, kind of the split debate, I guess you will, with LIV and the PGA Tour. I think the biggest like messaging that liv has had was you know we want to grow the game and then the pga tour comes back with you know we're they're not truly growing the game yada 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 and i think both parties are at fault here because the price of golf clubs has reached an outrageous level to where nobody's growing the game anymore no matter what tour you're going to play for no matter how much money you're making these guys are making right. $500 million contracts. Meanwhile, they're trying to charge, you know, the 12 year old kid who's trying to pick up golf, $850 for a brand new driver. If you're looking at the 2023, 2024 model, it's absolutely yeah. ludicrous. I think back to, I want to say like 2012 ish when I was really getting into golf, lefty clubs were like a little harder to come by. And so you wouldn't get any price like manipulation with that. But you'd go to the stores, you know, Dick's or Golfer's Warehouse, wherever you're looking, and, like, mm -hmm. there's only two or three sets, really, that you could you could get, which always sucked. And then in the years, like, four or five years after, it was, like, lefty clubs were everywhere. No matter what, you could go order online, and you can get a custom fit, which was great. But club prices back then were also, like, top-of-the-line drivers, 250 300 max, maybe. And that was expensive. That was like crazy to think about that one club in my set I'm going to spend $300 for. Now, if you're trying to get, you know, the the good players moving up to college, probably going to get stiff, stiff shafts or extra stiff shafts, depending on how fast they're swinging it. So that's customized. Uh, if you want to get good irons, that's going to cost you like, I would guess, $1.2 to $2,000 right now if you're looking at like any of the Titleist AP2s or you know, top of the line, Callaway, TaylorMades. I'm a Mizuno guy. I, I like the Mizuno irons. And the only reason I got them back my senior year of college was they were like the cheapest deal we could get through the team and also still a really good club. So yep. my hate of the week, I went on and I think Callaway pre-owned.com. There were some good deals on there because it's like three woods and drivers that somebody's hit like 10 times and returned or something. So that's probably where I'll get my clubs in terms of woods. But, oh, my God, looking at the price of a brand-new driver or a putter. I went down to Roger Dunn in Hawaii. What a ripoff of a store that has been so far. And 
there's, you know, standard blade putters sitting there for $350. Who's buying that? And so yeah, it... my call to the, to the golfers around the United States of America, in Europe, wherever you're playing, screw these retailers and these guys saying, you know, oh, we can't roll the ball back. That's going to cost too much money. They've been making billions for years. I say for a year, if we can, we don't buy any new clubs and we drive the prices down. So that's my freaking hate of the week is these goddamn club brands charging way too much. Don't even get me started on the price of the ball. A Pro V1 freaking 12-pack costing 60-plus dollars. Ridiculous. Absolutely insane. I got nothing else. That's that's my rant of the week, too. God, I hate I hate the golf brands right now. So my I guess my initial reaction is I agree. And the second thing I would say is I've almost unintentionally been following this sort of boycott that you're introducing. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a good golfer. I would say I'm average, maybe a hair below average at this point. I, I like the game. I'm trying to get better and improve so I can enjoy it more and play, you know, more consistent, blah, 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 all that. I bought a new putter. I think it's a, it's just your average Cleveland blade early yep. last summer for, I think it ended up being like between 140 and 150. Yeah. And that was without a doubt, like the lowest that I could find for like a real legitimate, useful putter, Normal it, which putter. is crazy. Yeah. And, it, and you know what the sick part about it is? Don't even like it. Oh, yeah, that's so the worst. I hate, I don't, it just doesn't have enough weight for me. Like, I, I don't know. Yep. I think I need a mallet or I need something a little bit heavier. Yeah. So instead, so, you know, to make a long story short, instead of, of get it falling into that trap and, and spending more money, I just bought a roll of lead tape and loaded that puppy up on the back and the bottom. And I'm telling you what, Wyatt and Josh and all them will give me shit, but I'm I I swear it makes a difference. Just a little bit extra weight on the back to control it. That's a veteran play from you. Tour guys do that. If they don't like the weight of the putter, but they like the model and the make, they'll just toss some lead tape on it until it feels good in their hands. It, it, It made more of a difference than I thought it would is what I, is the way I would put it. So that's, that's big time from you. That's one for the good. That's one for the home team right there. I mean, if you're talking golf guy moves, that's a, that's a top five veteran golf guy move right there and saves a ton of money to go along that vein. When I was in the, in the shop for a new putter down at Roger Dunn, when I was looking at these prices, I was, I brought my old putter, uh, tailor-made spider in. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll trade it in. I, I despise it right now. I can't get any worse putting. Uh, so I'll see what they right. offer me and then I'll bring the new putter up. And if it's like reasonable and they give me, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars, I'll take it and I'll, I'll bite the bullet on paying two fifty three hundred for a putter. So I find the putter. I like mm-hmm. go up there. I think it was 300 ish, maybe three fifty, And I'm like, ah, this is yep. kind of a force. I go up there. My spider is in good shape. The grip's not in good shape, but that should not affect Roger Dunbyan at all because they're going to slap a new grip on there anyways. Yeah, they're just going to regrip it when they repost it. The same model putter, and I did my research in terms of, hey, how much could this cost on the market? Uh, and I still haven't sold it yet. I should on Facebook Marketplace. But it's like, you know, 150 is probably pretty average. Uh, you might get like in the 100 to 150 if it's a little used. But like brand new, the same putter's going for two two fifty. They offered me, I think it was like twenty one dollars, and I laughed. I laughed straight in the guy's face, and he's like, "I oh, thought you were going to say like, do you want to buy that one?" And I was like, "Are you no. are you joking? You just offered twenty one dollars, and you're gonna turn around and sell that for two hundred plus dollars? Absolutely not. Do I want to buy this scam of a putter that you have put out?" That $21. So that's that's like the, the GameStop stuff that they'll do. Oh. Where you, you know how games like back yeah. in the day you try to sell like your, your PS3 to get a PS4 and they'd literally yes. be like, Yeah, we'll give you this for nine dollars. Yep. It's, it's insane. Just, oh, that's 
I, I thought you would have said 50 to 60, 21. It, it, it being a yeah. weird, like, random number like that is even funnier, too. Yeah, they're like, oh, our, you know, it's like deal or no deal. Oh, our guys have looked at it. This is what we're willing to give you. Oh, my God. That, I'm like, see, I'm not that gross. desperate. I just, no. and the great part is, though, I went back to my old putter that I tested out in, like, freshman or sophomore year of college, and I hated at the time. I absolutely love it. I'm on the, the like, normal, it's a, a Cleveland bronze-faced blade putter and i love it yeah you just so, fell back into into yeah, a good sa- thing saved so a ton of money out. you know screw roger dunn screw these golf retailers that are just porking people That's gross you know poor kids who want to go play the game you want to make golf actually grow and you know right. feasible for the next next people playing drive drive the prices of the club down nobody buy anything for the next two years screw it let's drive it way down all right, I'm in. All right, in. I think that I think that captures the hate of the week. Take a breath. Take a breath. Um, let's hop in. I know you want to talk a little playoff football. I, I caught a little bit yeah. of it this weekend. I was on shift for some of it, but I yep. did catch all of yesterday's games, and I I did check in on the scores. All right. So I guess what my question would so two things. Number one, any initial reactions from you? I think my initial one would be, oh, my gosh, the NFC East, like Cowboys and Eagles. And we're not even at fraud of the week yet, but they're both big-time frauds. I I can't believe they they both let what happened to them happen in that fashion to inferior opponents. And I I think – I don't want to let the Eagles off the hook here, but – they played a legitimately tough schedule and they were not the same with some injuries down the line and definitely went on like that cold streak. But right. when they were going through the the slate of like, who'd they have right in a row? It was like San Fran Cowboys, a couple other good teams. Yep. And I think they went like three of four. I was like, okay, this team is, you know, that's as legit as it gets in terms of scheduling. I cannot say the same for Dallas. They, I don't think they beat a 500 team for a while. Right. That was the whole – was that them who didn't beat a 500 team? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I think you're thinking of – my. you might be thinking of Miami, actually. But I think okay. Dallas was in the same boat where they did have a, a softer schedule. They they blow out, you know, the bad teams at home. And then when they go on the road, they're a totally different team. Uh, and the fact that that team is so supremely talented, and it just goes to show you when you have Mike McCarthy at your, as your coach – you're going to underperform. I, I said it 10 years ago, probably to this yeah. date, he should be probably. fired in every single year. He has been an <laughs> NFL coach since, and guess what? He hasn't done jack shit. Is, uh, so it... initial reactions. Um, am I surprised the Eagles lost not with their current form? And it was an away game down in Tampa. I just think yeah. going, going away is so much different in the playoffs than it is in the regular season uh i did we have many away teams win this week other than green um, bay not that i can remember i'm trying I to think, think. So most, houston, houston was houston home. one at home kansas yeah. city one at home yep cowboys lost at home lions one at home bills one at home tampa yeah, one at home yeah every home team won except for one except for dallas so they're that, that just shows you the fraud right there for me. It's not so much the Eagles because I somewhat expected it rolling into the playoffs. Uh, it's the fact yeah. that Dallas was so unprepared and got blown out in Jerry world. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to switch gears and hopefully catch you off guard for just initial reaction. Okay. If I can. Yep. Um, so we can do spreader money line. Yeah. But I'm going to give you four games and I just want gut reaction off the top of your head. Okay, because you know, you know my policy on picks in the playoffs. I just want to let the the folks out there know, let the world know that the TWBLC crew beat Vegas all year this year, and I don't want to sully our records one bit. I, there's a reason we don't pick the playoffs is because there's just not enough data for these matchups. Sometimes you're you're and, not wrong, and the home field versus away is weighed a little little differently, but. Just to reiterate, Drew Luster, our crown champion, you know, this year, and myself, two years in a row now, either 500 or north of 500. So 
we we put that into a third year next year, and I think we might have a slot on you know Sunday morning countdown or something. That would be all time if we can do it three years in a row. We would officially be beating Vegas at that level. I think would be impressive. So hey, Kenzie, we I'm gonna jump right in. What about the we got? We don't mention, need to mention right? that. I don't think we don't. Okay, we won't mention. I don't know. Mention. I don't know if we want to. <laughs> I don't be know back if we want to air, folks. Air, air. <laughs> let's just call let's just call 2024 2025 for him the redemption tour. Yeah, yes. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. We'll wrap we'll put a bow on that. Well, so hit me with your so spreads four here. Ga- four games. Uh this is as of this evening the spread. Houston traveling to Baltimore. I'm taking Houston plus 9. That's the DraftKings spread right now. Baltimore to cover nine points. I'm taking Houston. Do I think they'll win? I don't, but no. I think it's going to be within nine points. That's tough. I think I think their defense is playing. Their defense showed me something last week again. I know the Browns aren't yeah. very explosive. I'm also going to take what Houston doing. because I think they're high-powered enough on offense to – you know, even if they're down 14 at the end of the game, they sneak in a late second touchdown. That doesn't mean anything. Right. Type of deal. Right. Uh, and historically, we cannot trust Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. So I, it's more of a prove it game to me, which I think they are legit this year. Like they, there's been some games this year that I'm like, this is a different team for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. San Fran being, you know, the standard bearer of that. But, when it comes to playoffs, the team's going to do one of two things. They're going to take away the run or they're going to try to, you know, blitz you to death and hopefully get pressure on to save their secondary. I think you have to take away the run and make Lamar throw all game long. Like that's what they have done historically for the past right. three or four years. Uh, so expect to see some of that, but I don't think Houston wins this game. I'm on the same page with you. The next game is interesting, almost a carbon copy in terms of an underdog traveling to a favorite who's had two weeks off. Green Bay traveling to San Fran. Oh, The spread there is nine and a half, but instead of taking the dog, I'm actually going to take San Fran at home to cover nine and a half. I think they win by 10. I think the Cinderella story for Jordan Love and the Packers will end. I think at some yeah. point he's due to th- to have a couple turnovers. I don't know if the defense can play that well against two elite offenses two weeks in a row. And I also yep. trust San Fran more than I trust Baltimore with two weeks to prepare, fully healthy, Man, with a Super Bowl a, on the line. That's still a big spread, you know? It is. In the Nine playoff game, that's points. tough. I'm going to go San Fran as well, though. All right. Just... If they play well, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna beat them by, I don't know, nine and a half is so on the money. Like I can see it being a ten point game, but I don't I see it being when you a fourteen said, point game. I was gonna say when you just said beat them by, I was gonna say between fourteen and seventeen would be my. That's kind of the way that okay. I see it going. I don't know if it's that much of a blowout. Uh, Maybe not. Wow, that's tough. I'm gonna take Sam Fran. I think their okay. defense is going to stand up better against that offense than vice versa. So I don't, I don't love that one. I'd stay away from that one. If I were picking any of the games uh, disclaimer. Okay. I'm very curious where you stand on this one. This next one, this is Detroit minus six Yeah. at home yep. against Tampa Bay. So Tampa gets the home upset last yep. night against Philly. Obviously I'm taking I'm taking Tampa in this. You wow. I'm yeah. taking, see. I'm taking Detroit. I just, I, th- I. Th- but I'll let you go. I'll let you. Do go. they win by a field goal? Maybe. I think it's going to be tight all game. Uh, they they were proven frauds too many times this season for me to take them as a yep. six point favorite in a playoff game. I just field goal game to me. I think Tampa has a chance to win it too. Wow. Okay. All right. I I I think Detroit showed me something against LA. I hope as the weeks progress, they get, they get that playoff win under their belt. They get the crowd behind them two weeks in a row. I don't know something about Detroit. I want to ride them and uh, I'm going to take them to cover the six. 
We'll see. Uh, I so. like I like what Tampa's D looked like last week. It looked like getting back to their you know Super Bowl defense that they had a couple years ago. I would ago. agree. They did look very good against the Eagles. But again, to your point earlier, the Eagles' offense was in shambles without AJ Brown. So yeah, well, that's kind of a wait and see. I'm very curious on the w- what way that one goes. What's the what's the over under on that? I'm just curious on that Ooh, because I think I that's a a high score on one. To be honest, uh, Let I would me be take a quick. Peak. tempted tempted to take the over uh now as while DraftKings loads i'm curious what you like throw out a number there for me what do you think it could be at 52 and a half wow is that too much is that way too I much i initially thought maybe too much let's see 48, 48 and, a half. and a half right now yep 48 and a half so you're looking at 24 24 i just the... don't see I don't know. That's like, a lot of points in the playoffs. I know. I just, I, yeah. I don't think either defense is great. Yeah, they're not. That's, I'm not gonna that's pick an interesting that. one. I'm curious. I'm not the gonna line, pick it. I just the line could move to too. It's, it's Tuesday. It's a long way to go. So yeah, you get that down in the uh, what forty-five and a half area. I'm taking the over. And what I would consider game of the week, potentially game of the year, is what I think this one has on it. Patrick Mahomes' first road yeah. game ever, period, outside of a Super Bowl. Chiefs traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo yeah. being given three points at home. They, they looked crazy. Again, right? I, I think that's a lot of points. They've looked good at times. They looked bad at times. They didn't even they look that great, to be honest, against Pittsburgh. I was just going to say, I thought they looked decent against Pittsburgh, but it was also Pittsburgh with no TJ Watt and Mason Rudolph at the helm. Hey, we knew how that game was going to go. Even though the ending, you know, almost didn't cover right. the spread, we knew. I I don't trust Buffalo, but I also don't really know if I can trust Kansas City fully this year. I'm So yeah. I'm just taking the home team, and I'm leaning into Buffalo and Josh Allen is, is really what I can do because they've both shown – a little bit of everything this year, in my opinion. Wow. I mean, knee jerk on who's going to win the game. I think after watching last week, I'd say KC. But how can you not take a, a home dog in the playoffs getting three? No, no, no. Sorry. Buffalo's favored by three. Oh, favored by three. Sorry. Yes. I it's thought you were saying they were right. plus three. No, it's Buffalo minus three at home. I'll take. Oh, man. So here's my here's I'm gonna my take KC. I, I okay. was so unimpressed with that Buffalo defense, to be honest. And KC's yep. D has been solid all year. And if they figured out somewhat what their offense was doing last year or last game, then they're gonna be tough to beat. Eh, we'll see what weather looks like. If it's, you know, yeah, you, cold that's and another snowy, factor. Who the hell knows what it's it gonna be? It doesn't really matter, right? Because Casey plays in the same thing, but I just say it it drives up the uh Buffalo enthusiasm a little more. For sure. I, I'm curious what that spread looks like if it's in Kansas City. Like like three is a lot for it to be a sort of like you just favor the home team by a point and a half. It's weird to me that I mean, maybe it's just recency bias. Buffalo is like six and one in the last seven or so. I don't it's it's weird. I don't know. But either way, with all that confusion said, I'm still I just I I'm naturally gonna lean the bills, I think. So Yeah. The head the head to head, I mean, they got it as of recently. They beat them yep. the last game they played. And that was in KC, I believe, right? I believe that was the turnaround yeah. game where they went on their run kinda. And yeah, KC and then was Kedaris, in a bit of a struggle. Kadaris uh, Tony lined up off sides on the game winning play. <laughs> yeah. And they had to call it back. That's what it was. Yeah, so uh, oh, that is tough game. I'll take KC. I'll take the points. All right. It's an interesting slate for sure. A lot of like random quarterbacks. I for sure did not accept, expect, excuse me, to see Jordan Love and CJ Stroud in the divisional round this weekend. But yeah, love to see the young guys thrive. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. All right. That, that's it, right? That was four? Yep, that's it. Excellent. I think next up, we usually do your dad joke after some of the main topics. I this might be one. a little early, but let's get it in there. Let's sneak it in there. I'll always give the guess. All right. 
That sounds good. We're going to get back to our roots. We're going to rip the dad joke of the week. This is a new one. And I know you, you, so here's the problem. You haven't had a ton of practice with these lately. I know. I know you, you struggled, you started cold, then you kind of got hot. And then we took a little hiatus from the pod with the time change. So I'm very curious where this goes. So, okay. Without further ado, why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Think about the word pterodactyl would be my hint. I got nothing. I'm not a, nothing even nothing pops into my head. Pterodactyl. No. Because the P is silent. There's a P in there? <laughs> yes. It's it's actually pterodactyl. It's a P pterodactyl. Yeah. I didn't spell. know that's how you spelled it. So that's quite... Oh. Okay, well, that's unfair of me then. I kind of that that might be a bush league move by me. If kinda... you said how do you spell pterodactyl, my, the first letter that's coming out of my mouth is T. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's in my twenty tough. in my twenty eight years of living, I've never seen pterodactyl no. spelled that way. Nor so have I ever seen, seen pterodactyl spelled. Well, so that's where I was going to go. Is you kind of just insinuated that you had seen it no. maybe spelled in a different way, and I'm like. I don't know, but all right. Next week, I'll try to give you a layup. I'll try to give you a, a more of a softball. I, I came, I came out a little hot on you this week, so I yeah. apologize. Yeah, no, that's all right. I had a, oh, I had a good topic in my head while we were going for the NFL games, and I can't, can't remember it. But that's okay. We're gonna move on to fraud of the week, uh-huh. and I know you've been waiting for this one all week, so I'll hand it over to you. As I clear my throat on mute, I have two good ones. Um, I'm going to get my my simple one out first. It's the Red Sox. Um, they continue to operate like a small market team with very shallow pockets. They have been last in the division, I believe, three of the last four or five years. And it just came out yesterday or the day before that we should continue to expect mediocrity as they lean into prospects and player development and all of that instead of trying to win now throw cash at guys and contend and if if they said that three or four years ago or said that last offseason I would get it and I I would be more okay with it but it's the consistent lying and deceiving of the fans and saying oh we're going to contend we're going we're doing everything we can to put the best product out in the field and then act like you're the Oakland A's or the Tampa Bay Rays of of the two of the early two thousands. That's what gets yeah. me. So that's where the fraudulent comes into play. Is this if, is now going to be the fifth or yeah. sixth year of mediocrity where you're just trying to sugarcoat things and make money and continue to try to raise ticket prices and make me go buy a Sam Summer for twelve dollars and a hot dog for fourteen yeah. and watch a fourteen nothing game where the Astros <laughs> beat our brains in, but. What do you say? What do you have to say on that? I think, yeah, if you're going to say we're going to be, you know, this small market team now that cares about money, you got to lean into it and go full Oakland days or like Royals or something. But you can't, you just can't be the Boston Red Sox of this day and age and do that. You know, there's too much money floating around and you're in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just frustrating. I don't watch baseball like at all anymore unless it's yeah. the playoffs. It just doesn't interest me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I get I get the people being upset of the the owners raking in, you know, billions probably and right. not paying the players type of deal or paying for a competitive team. To that exactly. vein, though, I would say to you, uh, slight fraudulence on your part, because that's exactly what the past two years of the Patriots has been, right? I don't think so. I haven't really expected contention as much. I don't think that's an issue. Um, <laughs> so here's here's my thing with they that. never like, drew. They never went out and got a big guy. They got the money. What they did, think, they invested it in said, a stupid new tower at Gillette Stadium that they called the Lantern of the Light yeah, or something. I don't and know. And a big old storyboard uh, video screen instead of saying, "Hey, let's just continue to win Super Bowls." And let's let's boycott them until they draft a decent QB, huh? 
I think that's so. Here's my the only reason I think that's a slight reach is because I don't think you're really seeing Kraft and Belichick consistently come out and say like we're going to sign whatever it takes. Like I I never really thought that they would sign DeAndre Hopkins last year. That's never really yeah. been their identity. Um, I get but that. I, I kind of see where you're. See, I see where the overlap is. Though. I you guess. understand? Yeah, like they're not saying it out loud and in the public. They're just doing it. Like the actions are saying, "Hey, the last you know big sign we got for a wide receiver that they claim is Devonte Parker, who was past his prime and injury riddled. Now, has he played yep. in three years? Has he played more than five games in in a season during the past three years he's been here? I don't know. Probably not. No, I would I would also put Juju in that category, not to get too carried yeah, away. Yeah, like middle-of-the-road guys, uh, you're getting like these cut-rate deals on them for a reason. It's not going out yep. and getting the A.J. Browns, the DeAndre Hopkins, and somebody to make a difference on the outside. And it showed. It, it showed it probably screwed 100%. Mac for his career, I would say, that it, it was levied upon him like, hey, you can get it done with these guys. I don't think anybody in the league probably could have got it done with those guys. I mean, even no. at the end of Brady's career it, with the Pats, he was struggling. Like, they were making the playoffs still, but they were struggling to move the ball down the field. Right. So. Okay. My fraud of the week. Before we go any further. Oh. Okay. Go. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Well, you well, go. You go. I got to think you about go. it. I got to think about it. All right, my my second fraud of the week is my bigger one, and I think you're going to have something to say on this. So did you hear about the Alaskan Airlines flight where the door just flew yeah. off in midair at 16,000 feet? Yeah, are you, <laughs> is, your, is your fraud going to be them offering passengers $1,500? How did you know that? Because I, I read it, that? I think, on Twitter or something. Uh, what so, an absolute so let me, low ball. <laughs> Dude, complete low. See, if I was on that flight, we'll, we'll get there. So let me let me set the scene for yeah. the listeners. So last week, one of the emergency exit doors on this plane just literally flew off of the aircraft at 16,000 feet. Like, we're talking a actual door-sized hole in the aircraft while it was in air. Yep. And luckily... Slash coincidentally, no one was sitting in that like chair that would have been directly beside the door because obviously that would have been horrific if yep. there was. Um, but to your point, what they ended up doing was basically just saying, hey, we'll give everybody a refund. And then everybody lost their mind. And then they said, OK, we're just going to give everybody fifteen hundred dollars. Now, let me remind you, I did my research. This company is worth four point five billion dollars. And they're giving everyone $1,500 after, and not, not to be dramatic, but people absolutely could have been injured or died with this happening. Like, yeah. this is something where people will probably be scarred probably for a while. Probably scarred for life if you're like a kid on a plane. Right. Maybe for life for some, you know, solo elderly person or a young yeah. person flying. Like, that's a pretty horrible experience to have to go through. And they're just like, yeah, here's $1,500. In the grand scheme of things, when you understand what they're worth, I think there's definitely some fraudulence there and some kind of chiseling happening. On, on oh, it's true. You know they offered that almost immediately as that plane landed. They wanted people to be signing NDAs and everything. And oh, I hope the entire plane said, actually, we're going to serve you with a class action lawsuit for millions of dollars. <laughs> so so before I before I pass it off to you, as our sort of resident stonks guy, yeah, I don't know if you saw this Reddit post that this guy put up. He said, hypothetically speaking, if he was on that plane connected to free Wi-Fi and he was selling shares of Alaska Airlines while the door flew off, is yeah. that insider trading? Is that illegal? No, because he's in a public space. Fair enough. Yeah, there was so, there was some debate on Reddit around if that would be considered insider trading or not. No, because it's my my thought legally would be that okay. it is public knowledge at that point because it's not like insiders in a company knowing something that like a a merger is about isn't. to go through that's completely private and not in the public sphere. Whereas that is you know the two hundred people who are on board 
And then anybody at the airport, when it lands, seeing that a door is ripped off, Missing, uh, right. can, can absolutely buy and sell stocks as they please. Kind of a power move, don't you think? Oh, it like, would ge- genius I- if you're if you're tossing <laughs> the uh, what do they call those? The put options, right? Oh yeah, it, like I as think soon it would as be a you put get over your fear of potentially being sucked into the out of the aircraft, being like, okay, I need to connect. My next priority is connecting to Wi-Fi. <laughs> my next priority is below ten thousand feet. Get on internet service. In in shedding some stock right now. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh, too good. Yep. Oh. I did. I saw that. I was tracking that all last week for with the news. So uh, the fifteen hundred dollars was laughable. I chuckled to myself when I saw that. That's like the twenty one dollar uh, credit to your putter almost. Yeah, yeah, that is just a <laughs> complete low ball for right. a, a good quality service. There you go. All right, my hate of the week. Oh, or not hate of the week. Sorry, fraud of the week. Fraud of the week. I know we're so rusty. I gotta think of one. So this is going to be an edit here. Okay. What should I go with? Oh, I got it. All right. So my fraud of the week, Hawaii Electric on Oahu, particularly, this was the second power outage that we had in the past two weeks. Uh, Two weeks ago, it was out for about eight, nine hours. So everything in my fridge practically had to go. Um, This one, luckily, I two or three hours, somewhere in that range. So left the fridge closed. I think the milk's still good. I think anything else in there that I got the, uh, more importantly, the cannoli dip still good. Thank God. But I will say to them, like, this has been like the whole Island. It seems like for the second time in two weeks. And I understand the first one, it was like torrential downpour, pretty heavy winds. This one was like a standard 20 mile an hour wind day. And the whole place has been down, like, not only my spot on, like, the southeastern tip of Oahu, there's some on, like, the north shore, and then down near base probably has some power outages. And it's just like, what are we doing? Also, they have an outage map on their website that has now been down for two weeks. The the map that's supposed (laughs) to tell you what the outages are is not working on their website. So that's fraud my fraud of the week is Hawaii Electric. I don't think they're doing anything out there. That's yeah, that's that is what I would consider to be fraudulent. That's tough. So I'm I'm just happy I got it back on. I know some one of my buddies uh lives up in the Kailua region, still out. And I think he accidentally opened up his fridge, which I can't blame him because I did it for like a two second span. Uh, when the power was out, I was just like, oh, let's like, what's in the fridge today? Open it up. I'm like, oh, shit, the power's out. I got to close it back up. <laughs> yeah, that's a big no-no. So power outages, not fun either. Uh, there's just not a lot to do. The phone was charged, luckily, so I was kind of just kicking it on the couch today. But in terms like of when it goes out at night, especially if you want to like cook some food or do anything, it's. I'm completely out of luck because my stove is a, an electric one. It's not like I have a gas one or anything. Right. And yeah, just a real bummer when it's out for like more than more than two or three hours. I, I can't do it. No, I would agree. That's there's nothing worse. You never. And I know this sounds like, you know, soft and silly, but you don't realize how much you rely on just being able oh. to like charge your phone or throw on the TV until you can't. And you just want to go crazy. Have you seen the uh, leave? everything behind or something like that on netflix it's a i've heard of it i've heard about it but i haven't seen it you gotta watch it because it like hints at that how reliant we are on technology and everything else and i thought of that when the power was out i was just like imagine if i mean look at the war in ukraine the ukrainians have had power outages that last i imagine for weeks and it's just like that's that's insane to think about yeah that's that's pretty crazy. So I'll put that on your uh, to-watch list for Netflix. Will do. Duly noted. Other than that, I don't think uh, I got anything else, Drew. What do you got? You got any uh, no, any dingleberries hanging that's... around for the end of the end of the episode? I don't think so. I think I addressed pretty much everything I want. Excited to be back in 2024. Love the Hawaiian shirt. 
The orange door is a nice touch as well. Yeah. I like uh, that orange door. It's a good color. Orange, is that orange or is my, I don't know really what eye, color it is. My eyes deceiving me. No, it, it looks orange from this light right here. I think it's truly red, but who knows? Is that an automatic or manual recliner? Oh, no. This is the... Uh, got a little clip on the side that I just kind of pop in. And then it flips. It's you got know, some you know spring action to it. Let's see if I can... Thank goodness there ain't a radiator behind that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the oh. only thing I had left on my list that I didn't get to, uh, yep. it could have been a hate of the week, which would have been washing dishes because I cannot stand it and I don't have a dishwasher in my place. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I hate it. I think this was my, like, it's not even a love of the week. It's just like a, I forgot about that of the week. And it's the faucet modes on on the sink faucet. Like okay. when you click the click the little thing in to get the shower so when mode. You click the button and it like does the jet or the shower and you can yeah. like rinse a plate off. Or I something. drew I have been at this place for over a year now and I have not once used the shower mode for it. Way better for washing dishes though in some it some is. scenarios. Scra scraping off like red like, you know, sauce yeah. or something that's been yeah, stuck and to the plate It's not splashing all over the place and Yep. I just I turned it on. I was like, I should do that more often, but it's taken me about three hundred and seventy days to to actually think of that to discover it. Well, now you know. The more you know. Well, we'll end off as always uh, with a quote of the week. I don't know where this one comes from. I just wrote it down. Okay, uh, anonymous. A, a source of inspiration, I guess. Okay. It says, "Give someone the confidence to be their best." Simple. Simple way to start off your week. I think it makes the world a better place all in all. So that'll Love do it for TWBLC. We're out here in Hawaii, Kai. We're going to be out there in Essex, Mass. Hopefully you guys see this January 17th, Wednesday, 2024. Uh, I should be able to release it tomorrow. But other than that, peace out. Pat from last year, play us out. What's for lunch? T double BLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.